Hey everybody, this is Scarlett and Katie back from the Cartoon Time Machine. Uh, we're actually going to be turning our Cartoon Time Machine to the present today uh, because that present as of recording is just about a week uh, or like six days, I don't know, bad at math, uh, before we will have the reboot of Animaniacs, which uh, as you might know from previous episode, we are very into the original series from back in the 90s and are super psyched to see what, uh, what Hulu does with the new series. Uh, so today, uh, Katie and I are going to be talking about some of our predictions, expectations, things we want to see, things we don't want to see, uh, things we think will happen, things we don't think will happen uh, from the reboot. Katie, are you as hype as I am for the new series? I'm exceptionally hyped. I'm going to be just sitting in my room on the Friday it releases, which is five days from now. You are bad at math. I This is a common thing. I, I, I don't do math. I do cartoons. Yeah. When it drops. And I'm sure if it's drop, is it dropping all at once or are they doing week by week? I forget. We probably should have researched this before we started the episode because I don't know. I think it's, it's usually, I think it is one drop. I think, I, I think Hulu typically research. does. I think typically Hulu does big drops. One, which one of us is going to look this up? I mean, you can. I did research I'm, before this episode. Um, I've, I, 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 I do this freestyle. I have so much knowledge just in my head. I don't even need to prepare. I'm like yeah, that kid who shows up to the day of the test with just a pencil. You're very good at making stuff up on the fly. And I am. I'm the one who studied uh, not film also. So I, don't I was a research. business minor. Oh yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a thing. I don't know. It hasn't <laughs> helped me because now I just work in cartoons and not at all business. <laughs> but the important thing for my research is IMDb only has listing things for the first episode, so that's all I know. Let's see. So why is there is there no Wikipedia page yet for the new series? Well, it doesn't exist. I yet. I think I think it looks like it's gonna be a it's gonna be one drop. Well, that's exciting. We can re recap the episode so soon after this. Yeah, because obviously the both of us are probably just going to instantly binge them all. Uh, we'll probably be live tweeting it as as we go on our Twitter cartoon time machine. You can find us on Twitter uh, if you want to look back at our madness as we uh, as we we watch the episodes. And then, of course, I imagine we'll have several several episodes where the two of us <laughs> chat about uh, what we thought of it. But now, while we are still totally ignorant of what the series is going to be, uh, Katie, want to start us off with some predictions you have about what the series is going to be like? I think the biggest thing that I need to come to terms with, in a sense, actually, is it's not going to be as segmented, I think, you, you as think so? the original. So what we know is they aren't bringing back a lot of the side characters from before. Right. Um... There's no, there's for sure no Buttons or Mindy, last I looked. No Rita and Runt. No, like, Katie Kaboom. And they said, like, other characters haven't made a comeback. And what's known is, like, the Good Feathers are going to have a small cameo role only. Squint, Squid, whatever his name is, has a speaking role. So, like... The, 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 the Ray Liotta one. Yeah. So we're going to be missing... A lot of those side characters, which makes me think they're gonna go heavier into the eleven eleven format rather than the 
sometimes like a three seg- minute segment or a one minute short segment. Yeah, I, I think I think you're absolutely right about that, and that's that's kind of a shame because what was so beautiful about the Animaniacs was their absolute refusal to adhere to any kind of format, and you never really knew what you were getting with an episode. You could have a six segment episode, you could have a two segment, a one segment episode. You you never knew what was happening, and there were all those great little short segments that were almost just bumpers, like Good Idea, Bad Idea, and Katie Kaboom, things that you know were in and out, sometimes in 30 seconds or one minute, that just were little little bits of comedy that you know didn't need to be their own story and were you know frequently just the same joke repeating, like with Chicken Boo or Katie Kaboom. Um, and I, I, think, I think that you know, might have been a wise decision on their part because to have those things, I think, would really just be feeding off of nostalgia like that you and I have for the series and for the way it was. But I don't know if, I don't know if modern children's audiences would appreciate that as much. I don't know if in the TikTok era, something like good idea, bad idea is, is what we want to see in short content. That being said, I, you know, I, would, I don't think they will, but I, I hope that there is some way they can come up with new short form bits that are more, are more, uh, are, are, are more, have a more modern bent. Uh, I don't necessarily know what that would be, but I think, you know, less of the, you know, Tom and Jerry type antics that you might've seen with Buttons and Mindy and maybe more short musical segments. I think kids today respond really well to things that have musicals in them. I think Phineas and Ferb is a great example of a series that really resonated. It still resonates with young people that uses the musical format. And Animaniacs was always so great at that, uh, even if they usually had their musical segments in longer, sometimes you know, 10 or 11 minute bits. Uh, I think that there is an opening there for them to do shorter song segments that I, I hope they take advantage of that. Yeah. I definitely don't think we're going to get any mime time, good idea, bad idea, wheel of morality-esque stunts, which are just the, okay, we're not at the time limit we need. Give us give us one short thing, which is a shame because I actually do think that might translate well to modern children because modern children's attention spans are short. <laughs> that That's fair. I, I actually, I do wonder, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to like pin a, I predict this will happen, but... I wonder about the Wheel of Morality because that does tie in so well with the Warner specifically. That's not a bit that happens with other characters. That's not an original other original characters. That's just a Warner thing. And that is that feels so tied into the essence of what Animaniacs was to end every episode with a parody of the, you know, what we learned today kind of mindset. Um, in a lot of ways, I think the Wheel of Morality walked so that South Park could run. Uh, obviously, it took it in a way different direction. But I think there's a, there's a lot to be said for what the Wheel of Morality has to say about Animaniacs' thesis statement, if there is one. And God, just saying Animaniacs has a thesis statement, you know, makes me think that the, the Warners are going to come running out of their water tower down the road and just knock down my front door and yell at me for, for implying that they have any kind of a message. But I, I, I feel like the Wheel of Morality, ironically, is is the message of Animaniac. So I, I will feel genuinely sad if we don't get, you know, maybe not the end of every episode, but I would love a nod to the Wheel of Morality. That's a that's a good hope. We can only hope. We can only hope. Yeah, right. I I think like like you said in your prediction, I think they will try to keep it to a more 
you know, conservative, uh, static uh, structure, and I don't know if the Wheel of Morality will fit into that. Um, that being said, it's only a 13-episode season. You don't have to do 13 Wheel of Moralities. Like, I don't know. I think, I think if, if they were suitably invested in doing it, I think they could do it. We will see. Uh, and also, yeah. what a what a what a fun, like I said in the TikTok era, what a what a memeable thing to do to have to bring back the wheel of morality. I mean, can't you just see that becoming its own TikTok challenge? Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, the Animaniac stuff has stuff from that has gone viral on TikTok. Of course. So, yeah, you know they have that they have that ability. I think my my sadness over the eleven eleven thing is it makes me. We already know it's going to be very Pinky in the Brain, very Warner siblings heavy. But a big thing of what made Animaniacs, the original series, good is the rotation, the flexibility of the structures for keeping things fresh. You yes. could switch out. You saw characters switch out a lot. What segments were running and what episodes. So you didn't get as bored of a segment quickly because... If it's the same bit over and over again, which, I mean, both Pinky and the Brain and the regular Animaniacs episodes are all based on one bit each. Pinky and the Brain is Brain fails to take over the world, usually because Pinky does something. Occasionally Brain does something. And then uh, for the other episode, it's just the Warner siblings annoying the hell out of someone, usually. But when you threw in Good Feathers, Skippy and Slappy, all those other things, you broke that traditional sequence and kept allowed it to be fresh for longer which is why you can have a season that lasts 65 episodes um so i think that's my concern with it's a shorter season so it's not gonna have as much time to lose how fresh it is and they already have like some basic premises from before about how to keep things fresh that's my main concern with how it seems like it could go is can they keep this very basic structure fresh for 13 episodes right um that actually brings me to a, a more positive uh prediction about the show because i know we've kind of been been down on it for a while but i i think that they that they will take advantage of that 13 episode format and i think they will they will go bolder and edgier uh, in a lot of ways, and I think people are expecting. I think I think the advertisements that we've seen so far uh, are uh, gives me a lot of hope that they because it's 13 episodes, it's on Hulu. It's not a Disney property, even though it's on Hulu. So it's not like it's on Disney Plus where there's all kinds of content restrictions. Uh, I think that they will take advantage of the fact that this series is absolutely, you know, it's absolutely geared towards kids. Uh, but so much of the audience they're relying on is you know, parents and people like you and I who have such strong nostalgic memories of Animaniacs. And I think so much of what people remember about it is the adult humor. That's the stuff that sticks with us, you know, so so far. It's the good night, everybody. It's hello, <laughs> nurse. I know I can't do it. You do it. You do the you do the bit, Katie. Hello nurse. Not as good. It's been a while. No, I'm you, good, you. At the, good night, everybody. That's the one, yeah, they're they're fantastic at this. I can't do it. But um it's yeah the 
the, I think I think that the show is not going to be afraid to lean heavily into that, and that's going to be what is going to elevate this uh, because they only have thirteen episodes to worry about. They don't have to, you know, they don't have to be so focused on any kind of character development. That you know, the the original series didn't have that much character development. I mean, the you know the the Warners didn't progress that much, and it really only took one or two episodes for for a new viewer to to pick up on what the what each character's whole bit was. Uh, but I think that they're going to be able to focus a lot more on the zaniness uh, because they have a, a good budget and it's only 13 episodes. I think we're going to see some interesting celebrity cameos. I know they haven't announced a whole lot yet, but I, you know, I think we're I think we're going to get some because so many celebrities have you know fond memories of Animaniacs. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think we're going to see some some cutting modern satire. I think. You know, I think one thing I'm eager to see is how the theme song is going to go. Uh, those of you who have seen the show know that a verse in the original is Bill Clinton plays the sax, which <laughs> I, I, you know, as someone who, who sings the song frequently to myself in the shower because it's just worn into my brain at this point, I, I'm going to miss the original song. But I have a gut feeling they're not going to keep that for a modern audience. I mean, what, you know, six or seven-year-old even knows who Bill Clinton is, much less that his whole thing was playing a saxophone. I mean, I, so I kind of doubt they'll, like, insert Trump into there or something, but I, I think they'll switch that up a little bit to appeal to a modern audience, and I think, I, I think that will be to the show's advantage for it not to lean so heavily on nostalgia that it loses that younger audience. I think... It, my, my guess is it will do a really good job of towing the line between getting people like us who are watching because we're so nostalgic for the original versus that new audience of kids who should be sucked into the timeless classic that is Animaniacs. There is no age limit on the kind of zaniness that these characters embody. Yeah, we did get a slight adjustment to the... I mean, the theme song always has those little things added in for different episodes. The trailer had a good one, which was no mansplaining, basically. No mansplaining. <laughs> Which let's, I really liked, we can talk about the trailer now, I think, that you segued us to it. and kind Yes, of let's do it. Stuff. I, one, love how much Dot was just crashing uh, down on the patriarchy the whole time. Hell yeah. Which was but always a part of Dot. It's not how Dot is just a feminist icon. Let's, let's make that clear. I want, when, when you're editing this, Katie, I want you to write now, splash cross street, Dot, feminist icon. That's not in the edit. I'm going to be very upset. I'm going to be very upset if that's not in the edit. I'll work on it. Um, (laughs) That was always a big part of Dot's character and truth. But I think now they might be leaning into it even more, which I'm here for. Oh, absolutely. Um, Also because, like, they have already announced they're not including Nurse or Minerva Mink because, shockingly, those characters did not age well. I, I honestly, I couldn't care less about Minerva Mink. I never thought, thought her bits were that funny. Um, and that might just be because of my, my 21st century perspective. I don't, like, the joke kind of always was, oh, look, this sexy woman is also interested in men. Like, that's kind of the joke. And that, that you know, again, in, in the 21st century, that oh, a sexually empowered woman isn't really funny as it, as it was in the 90s. I am sad about missing Hello, Nurse. I just... I don't know. It's the, the they were pushing buttons even back then. They were pushing the limit of what they could do with a character like that. And I don't know. I think 
I think there were things they could do with it today if they weren't so afraid of the Twitter mob, which <laughs> is absolutely why they didn't do it. But there's so much deconstruction that could have been done there if they'd really wanted to go for it. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a sexually empowered woman. Like, I would have loved to see an episode where, you know, someone is telling Hello Nurse, you know, oh, like, you know, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be okay with all these boys busting after you. You shouldn't, you know, dress like that. And her basically saying, screw you, I'm an adult woman and I can dress and behave however I want. Like, I feel like that would have... They did, but like the they sort of did. They had like that song about all the things a Hello Nurse does and can do other than being hot, but it was sung by the Warners, so you lose some of the empowerment there when it's not her having that kind of uh, her kind of that authority. And I mean, I, I don't. I think they did do other things with her. I don't think she was just there to be a sex symbol. But I think if the show really wanted to, you know, it's not like Hello Nurse was a small part of the original. She was, you know, main cast as as much yeah. as. As much as anyone who weren't the Warners and Pinky and the Brain could be main cast, um, so I I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of a shame that I think they're just kind of chickening out. You're not an executive. You're a giant chicken. <laughs> that's, that's that's me oh. shouting at Steven Spielberg, who is actually a giant chicken in disguise. We've uncovered the truth. Um... We're disguised to be like human guys, but you're not a man. You're Steven Spielberg. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. You probably won't have Chicken Boo. Chicken Boo better make a cameo. But dissecting the trailer still. Yes. I don't I think we're going to have any problem with getting uh, commentary of the real and political type and satire of political yes. stuff very clearly in the trailer. It's coming. I am so excited to see where they're going with that. That was like a Trump clops, right? That yep, that's a Trump clops. They they highlighted a lot. There's a, going to be a very Greek themed episode. Very much the Odyssey happening. I, I'm so happy they're keeping that element. By the way, I think it would have been very easy for them to try to keep it all in one setting for marketing purposes. Um, I really I I like that they are willing to do what the original series did, which was set every segment in a different location, different time of history. Um, I, I mean, I assume we'll still see plenty of the Warner lot itself because mm-hmm. it's just so iconic. But yeah, I, I loved seeing in the trailer that they're clearly going to all kinds of places. Yeah, we have Greek mythology. We had some weird thing happening in a Colosseum with a unicorn, which seemed to be a different episode. We that, had that, that unicorn is, is delightful. And we have... What I call feels like Gravity Falls episode because they're just sitting in a damp living room in front of a TV. I, 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 I wonder about that. I wonder how much we will see that is meant to be parodying or taking inspiration from modern cartoons. I mean, I think the original series did not, you know, steer away from that. I think there were a lot of great parodies of the cartoons of the time. I think there were some Ninja Turtles, some Transformers, My Little Ponies, lots lots of references to cartoons of the 90s. And again, you know, I'm wondering how much the show wants to dip into nostalgia versus being in the present. But there's so much to parody about modern cartoons. Uh, especially ones that are, you know, either owned by by Warner or owned by Disney. I, I, I wonder how much, you know, with that with the with the Hulu arrangement, how much they can take from from the Disney brand. Uh, I, I I hope Disney's willing to play ball with Warner's on this. I know things have gotten a lot more contentious since the '90s on on both of their characters. 
it's definitely you definitely in the trailer see they are going to parody different forms of cartoon because we got the little anime thing oh, so we got, excited like, the for the anime bit adorable <laughs> warner version like they Being showed Warners. some different animal animal side animation styles gonna say yeah. animal styles the warners are known as generic animal creatures <laughs> animal creatures um yeah I, I, i'm looking forward i assume that anime thing will probably be if not its own episode its own you know extended segment within an episode i think i mean and, and that's something that has changed since the 90s you know in the 90s it was kind of only a very specific brand of nerd who was really into anime and now you know, with things like Avatar and Teen Titans, all that anime style has become so mainstream in Western culture. I think a lot of kids don't even necessarily recognize that that style originated in Asia. So I'm, I'm really excited to see them them go hard on that anime style. Yeah, so we're definitely going to get that, which brings me my big thing with cartoons always, is I'm a sucker for old style animation. Mm. And a lot of cartoons that have lasted a while and gone through animation changes... They're, I don't, I haven't loved all their movements in computer animation, which is going to be sad because Anime Nights, of course, was back when it was cel-shaded, classic animation. And now it's definitely computer animated. It's just like, do they try to get some of the feel of the old style animation in there or do they go whole hog into fancy computers? I don't want to say computer animation has gotten better. I specifically think of spongebob as the timeline of how does animation happen old spongebob great animation yeah middle spongebob bad animation new computer animation is starting to feel better and more like old stuff where it's got natural stuff in it it just feels a little looser so i i agree i mean i was it, the new style is going to take some getting used to, but I think a lot of that is just because, uh, you know, Katie and I, we both watched this original series so many times over. You know, those designs are burned into our retinas forever <laughs> that any, any small change is very noticeable, at least to me. I assume it's similar for you. So mm-hmm. when I see the way these new characters move and they're bouncier, they're brighter, they, you know, the movements are quicker because, you know, that switch from cell animation... Uh, it, it's going to take some getting used to. The design, I, I, I admire that they, they were willing to do so much design changes. Uh, some, some of the limbs, you know, are kind of different shapes, and I think the eyes are a little bigger. You know, if you see them side by side, you'll be able to, you know, see some of the, some of the more obvious differences. Um, but I, I, I think that that was a necessary change. I don't love it in the same way that I didn't, you know, I, I prefer the, the old Batman, the animated series, versus when they went into, like, the new uh, DC animated universe look where everyone is so sleek and shiny looking. I kind of miss that rugged old Warner Brothers look that they had in the early 90s. Um, but that's just a personal preference. Uh, I think they're going to, be, because they have more freedom with this new style of animation, I think we're going to see some episodes that have some really beautiful textures and colors. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how Animaniacs will, will play that off. Yeah, and in the trailer they did show they're not afraid to use a dark color palette, which I like, like the tr- when they were first. Uh, it's the sequence where Yakko's talking about we need to think on our first lines. No, no, we gotta make it perfect. Think of the original episode. Like, that was a very dark color palette. And when I think of shows with computer animation, I think very bright, typically. 
I also oh, think yes. they could use a lot with the how bouncy they are, like how bouncy you can make computer animation, which I think they use to their advantage in the Jurassic Park trailer, where you get the boingy, 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 boingy. which did feel so oh, just perfect. hearing them saying boingy again, like that was, it's one of the things that is just, it, it hits you as so classic Animaniacs, even though, you know, it's, it, it's not like that's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Animaniacs, but just that's so iconic to them. It's, I don't know, it, just, it, it, makes, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside, just, just thinking about it. Um, you mentioned the Jurassic Park thing, that brings me to, to another prediction, which I think they're gonna go, for the 13 episodes, I think there's gonna be a disproportionate lean on, uh, on uh, references on pop culture, which I don't know how I'm gonna feel about because I think those traditionally in Animaniacs were the segments that aged the worst. Um, I, I'm thinking specifically because we just talked about this episode last week of the episode where they have the have a party with all the celebrities who are generally all dressed up like characters from the movies that had just come out around the time, which you know it, it's just it's not going to age as well. Um, those are those episodes for me are harder to look back on and harder to enjoy just because there's references there that being born, you know, after the main run of Animaniacs, I, I don't really get those references. So that's a shame. Yeah, and they there's a lot of those in the first series where they definitely use very timely deep cuts that you're not gonna get unless you're in a certain audience. Right. They were very and that's something I'm interested in. Like will they be as into the deep cuts as they were before i don't think we'd get in this new thing we'd get if it was longer no way with 26 total episodes i don't think you'll get a seventh seal kind of cut where it's no. just like so deep and like there was a lot of stuff that like as film majors who study film <laughs> for so long like we're like oh that's that i get that that makes so much sense a kid's not gonna get it and most people aren't gonna get it like, right. how willing are they to go still to get a deep cut in, which usually don't age as well? Right. Yeah, that, that's, I, I agree with that prediction. I don't, I don't think there will be as many deep cuts. I think, if anything, the references we'll get will be more like Jurassic Park type things, uh, which, you know, luckily, you know, that's a reference they could have had, and I'm sure did. I mean, I'm blanking on it now, but I'm sure they had Jurassic Park references in the original. Oh, yeah, um, they did. The whole video review is kind of, video review um, episode is what I'm thinking of as we talk about this, which yeah. is the one where they're in the movie store. Right, and right, right. all the movies start coming to life, and it's just fun episode. Little confusing when you're in a younger generation that doesn't know some of these movies. Right. Um... So, so yeah, I think I think they're going to be mindful of that. I think they're going when they come to their pop culture references, they're going to pick things that have a little more of a timeless element. I mean, I don't really see Jurassic Park is one of those things that doesn't age. You know, if you were whether you were born in in you know 1985 or 2015, you've seen Jurassic Park. Um, well, I guess if you if you were born in 2015, you're probably five years old now. And if you're showing your five years old movie where dinosaurs eat people, you're possibly a bad parent. This has been Scarlet's Parenting Corner, where I, I, I judge your parenting decisions without knowing you. Oh, great. More of our audience gone. We lost the Swedes, the parents. We lost a lot of people last week. Scarlet I, I, eliminates more of our audience. One episode at a time. I, <laughs> I strip away more of our audience. That's my, that's my goal this whole time. 
Um, what, what, I, I'm curious, what, what do you think they're going to do with Pinky and the Brain? How, how do you think they're going to they're gonna do that well, badly? What, how, how do you think they're going to adapt that? See, that's the hard thing to think on because I, have, I haven't watched all of the Pinky and the Brain solo series. So I don't Neither know how they changed going into that. So I, because I would assume like I'm missing some context for the how like Rob Paulson and Maurice Lavarche were gonna come in and help with that because I know Paulson had a good hand in everything of this. Um, well, they they improved so much in the original that I, yeah. I it's impossible to not expect them to have some creative hand in this. The thing I'm intrigued about is this is they're not going light with how Pinky and the Brain heavy no. is also. So I think my first question and kind of thought is is pinky in the brain gonna be in every episode are we getting 11 minutes in animaniacs 11 minutes pinky in the brain that i have no idea on and frankly i wish it's not gonna be 11 11 of the two because i I love pinky in the brain it's a good segment i don't know how you keep it fresh for 26 episodes because it is animaniacs with the Warners has more flexibility because they do not have a complete set. Like they have a set idea usually where they're annoying someone, but you can make that fresh in so many ways by changing times, locations, who they're annoying, how they're doing it. And they have three characters whose personalities are a bit wider than Pinky and the Brain. Oh yeah, it's much, the brain, much broader comedy you get from the Warners than from Pinky and the Brain. Two more one-dimensional characters and one-dimensional characters aren't a bad thing but also you can get flanderized characters which can ruin a show um we have seen that with cartoons where they have taken their characters even further and made them even more one-dimensional so i feel like if we have 26 episodes of brain and pinky going on a quest for brain to take over the world and then failing at the last minute I just don't know how the writers could keep that fresh for the whole 26 episodes. Because that's the beauty of Pinky and the Brain in the original, is it's not every episode. You go a little bit and then you're like, ooh, yay, Pinky and the Brain, because it is the second best segment, most likely. Definitely the second best segment, because it's got its own show. I'm a fan of Slappy Squirrel, but we'll we'll not go into that. (laughs) I know you are, but it's clear, like, Animania, yeah. the Warners are he's, one, he's only the second Pinky and the Brain are two, and then, like, the, there are other segments where people can mix and match what's their favorite. It, exactly. And that, and that's why, so, you know, especially in that Jurassic Park trailer, they lean so heavily on, we're gonna have Pinky in the Brain, and, you know, I think Pinky and the Brain in many ways are more well-known than the Warners. Uh, I think I, I see more merchandise with them on it. I think the, the catchphrase, what are we going to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. Like, I think there's so much about them that are so much more marketable. And I think that was a big part in them getting their own series, which I've seen a few episodes. I got to say, they're so much funnier in Animaniacs. It's, it's as you said, it's the, the, bit, the bit grows stale. And the more they try to take these characters out of that bit and make them more versatile like the like the Warners it just it doesn't work with the characters they've written so I I am I am concerned they're gonna overuse Pinky and the Brain that's and it it, my fear of them overusing it comes mainly from the main trailer where they're in there a decent amount but it's the ending that gets me 
where the ending is um brain has posed this and it's like now we reap in the admiration <laughs> which makes me think like clearly that little segment is very much saying something about how big pinky and the brain are going to be in this right but i feel like you'd have to expand their characters to be able to do more and maybe like they did maybe i i can't say too much about how the writers are going to do because i haven't watched pinky and the brain series fault in my uh cartoon background it's on the list but I, I gotta say, like I said, I kind of stopped watching after a few episodes, and you know, maybe that's maybe that's my bad. Maybe you and I will have to do a rewatch at some time. But it, it's just it's too much pinky in the brain for me. They're 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 so good in their little small doses, uh, but it's they're they're not. And there's that one that I think it was called Spellbound, that one episode of Animaniacs, which was sort of the the test pilot for Pinky and the Brain, where they're in medieval times together. Um, even that episode, I, I think, is a weaker episode. I, I know it has a lot of a lot of love because it is the first full twenty-two minute Pinky and the Brain, but what 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 made that tolerable was the was the drastic change in setting. I don't think it was the the focus on Pinky and the Brain. So yeah, so that comes to my desire. Like I want them. I think that's a lot of where my like fear of the eleven eleven possibility rather than the. What's the word I want? Scarlet, what is it? What, just like variety of segments? or Variety just, show uh, segments. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, right. I, mean, I, I want the variety I, show because it keeps it fresh. I, I, am, I think my biggest concern is that it will lose that variety show feel. I, think, I, think, I don't know if it will necessarily be 11-11 every time, but I think losing all of those characters, I think maybe not wanting to take risks with creating new little you know, basically runners and bumpers. I mean, there's so many, like, that we're not even, that we don't even mention, like, Dot's Poetry Corner, uh, Wacko, Wacko Burping, a classical The great Wackarati. Yes, I mean, that, that, was a, that was a common bumper that kept popping up. Um, there were, there were Dot's Poetry Corner. That's so, that was such a good bumper. I love Dot's Poetry. It was, they just, sometimes they just needed an extra, you know, 30 seconds to fill out the episode, and they weren't afraid to do something dumb. Or, to just they, they needed an extra 20 seconds and they just showed the Warners climbing back into the water tower and some hijink would happen as they're doing that. There's there's so much that made it feel like a vaudevillian show that I'm I'm very concerned that the the sleekness of modern animation isn't going to allow. Yeah. I mean there's yeah. nothing like Animaniacs. I think that I think that's, you know, if there's any point to close on, it's just that the original Animaniacs were such a, an impressive and completely unparalleled show that it, 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 I think there are, there are, there's concerns and excitement seeing how they're going to try to replicate the magic while also modernizing it. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do. I have high hopes. I know that there's a lot of love from that team. I know Steven Spielberg has a lot of love for this show. I know Warner Brothers has a lot of love for this show. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think that a lot of our fears and our predictions might end up being unfounded, and this might be much better than we, than we even expect. Um, but we'll, we'll just have to see what happens. Exactly. I think it's good to go in with expectations on a lower bar because it's easier to meet and exceed um, rather than going in thinking it's the second coming of the original series. Right. They have said 
like Rob Paulson in an interview said, there are some new side characters. So there is hope that there are more skits. Like, there are new things to look at. Yes. So, you know, and they're changing things up, which will be interesting to see. Like, Thaddeus Plots doesn't exist. They have a new, they have a different CEO. Lady CEO, right? Lady Latina CEO. Nice. Very happy to Um, see. We have a new doctor. We, but Scratch and Sniff is still there. I believe that was said. Like, Frank, the security guard, I think, also shows up. Because I think his... You mean Ralph? voice actor. Ralph. Sorry, it's Frank. It's Frank Frank's Welker. I think he voices name. him. Yeah, I think it's Frank Welker's confused. voice. Ralph. How dare it's you? voiced by Frank Welker. <laughs> but we'll still see them. So, like, there are things that'll still be there to ground in in the original, but they have so much room to play with new stuff. And since it's a lot of the same writers, it's going to be there. And God, there better be some good songs. <laughs> That, that, that is definitely the hope, that they really lean into that musical legacy of Animaniacs, which is, you know, if, if, it not, if, if not the adult jokes, it's the music that everyone remembers. I want to see, you know, the new Wacko's, uh, Yak, sorry, Yakko's World that you mentioned last time uh, with, all the new, with all the new countries. I, I, I want to see that update. They 100% should do an updated Yakko's World. They can do an updated President song, which, I mean, when we talk about... <laughs> the most remembered things of Animaniacs and, like, what's lasted the longest, it's gotta be the songs that have made it the farthest. Like, when I... you think of what do kids, like, what do kids know about Animaniacs today? It's probably the songs. What goes viral from Animaniacs today? It's definitely the songs. Like, the like Macarena the presence. Oh, yes. That, that, that one sweet. went viral on TikTok. So, so that's another example of something that I would love to see uh, Animaniacs try to update is that, you know, the, the Macarena parody, you know, of course, is incredibly timely for the time. Uh, I'd love to see them do something with, with, the, with the TikTok dances. I think Dot as a TikTok star would be the funniest thing in the world. Oh, that would be incredible. So, but again, you know, I'm concerned that might date it a little bit. So there's their, you know... They don't, they don't know if TikTok is going to last in the same way they probably didn't know the Macarena was going to last. I mean, the fact that, you know, kids today still know the Macarena, even though it's now, you know, probably 30-something years old, is, is pretty impressive. Yeah, that is very true. So they're going to have to take yeah. risks. I think, I think that's the oh, most yeah. important thing, is that they're just... The, the only way this is going to work is if they don't play it safe, either by being too much like the original or trying to be too much like a modern show. They're, they're going to have to walk a fine line there. Uh, because if it's if it's just a repeat of what we got in the '90s, it's it's not it's going to feel you know old and stale to us viewers who watch the old series, and it's not going to resonate with kids today. If it's too much like shows we see today, it's going to be forgettable. And no, it's going to be like every every other reboot that we've had recently that just you know feels it feels ir- irrelevant. Uh, I, I hope they sort of take a, a, a note from DuckTales, honestly, uh, which is a reboot that I feel in many ways has improved upon the original. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the original DuckTales, going to be honest, so I, I think that it was an easier bar to clear for DuckTales um, than Animaniacs, which is arguably one of the greatest cartoon series of all time, and I think it's, it would be unfair for us to try to place a standard that it must be better, uh, or even as good, but I, I, I would like it to be good, please. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's it's not Animaniacs if it doesn't take risks. I think that's the biggest energy they need to keep from the original is being risky and not being scared of 
going too far. Like that, the writers needed to bring that balance. And I think that's thank God it's on streaming because they can. You know, they there is no there is really nothing stopping them except for the sensibilities of Hulu, which unfortunately is now controlled by Disney. But they're they're willing to put whatever they they need to put on Hulu. Uh, so they they're not concerned about it from that perspective. Uh, they can they can kind of get as edgy as they want. Maybe this will be a PG show that is actually feels PG. So I'll I'll be I'll be looking forward to that. And I really want to see what they're doing with that Trump clubs because I want <laughs> to see Donald Trump tweet about Animaniacs. Oh, highlight if that happens. You know how famous we're gonna be if that happens. If everyone is searching Animaniacs tweet and we come up. <laughs> oh man, that's our marketing campaign. Donald Trump, please tweet about this show. Oh, we've just aged this episode. It's not going to We have talk. so done that. I, Donald Trump, I will vote for you in 2024 if you, if you tweet about Animania. I'm making that plea right now. I live in California. It doesn't matter. I, if he, I will vote for him, whether it's a write-in or if he's actually stupid enough to run in 2024. I mean, not that he's going to be able to run in 2024. By 2024, I imagine he'll be like scooting along the ground like a, like a slug of some kind. But, you know. And here comes the editing me going, do I have to edit all of this out? <laughs> no, no, you have to keep it all in. I have to keep it all in. Uh, any final thoughts, predictions, <laughs> concerns, fears, phobias? Phobias. Well, spiders mostly, but... <laughs> I, I predict that, good or bad, I am going to watch and enjoy it. I think, and I think I'm not alone in that. I think a lot of people just returning to these characters, and I think, if nothing else... I think the Warner characters will feel like the old characters. I think it's going to feel like visiting an old friend after, you know, not seeing them for a long time. And maybe they've changed a little bit. And, you know, maybe part of you misses the way they used to be. But by God, it's just so nice to be sitting down with them again. And I, I think that's the vibe we're going to get. Oh, what a beautiful way to say it. I'm, I'm a beautiful soul. You are. I am. <laughs> What, what, do you, what do you think is, is your final prediction for the show? No, I think I'm in a very same boat where I am excited to watch it. I will watch it regardless. Um, I don't think it's going to be bad. Like, that's not true. Do I have concerns about how it's going to be formatted? Stuff like that. Yes, is that coming from a very, like, over-the-top nuanced anal analysis position? Yes. So if it happens, I will turn my brain off and just watch and laugh. So it's gonna be it's gonna be visiting an old friend and going, Hey you <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello Warners. <laughs> now Katie, you do it. You do it better than me. Hello Warners. <laughs> That, that's it. Well, <laughs> with that, uh, thank you everyone for, for joining us on this, uh, on this exploration and of our, of our thoughts on where we're going to go. And the next time we see you, we'll have seen the series, uh, the first series at least. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll have, to, have to see how much of our predictions came true. Uh, mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll get back into our cartoon time machine. I'm Scarlett. I'm Katie. We're your animates, and we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody.